Welcome to BHM 365, Real Relationships with Dr. T, Episode 3, Part 3. Now, let's listen in to Dr. T as he talk about boundaries and knowing your limits. And in conjunction of what you're saying, you're right. You know, your boundaries tell you who you are and tells others who they are. Mm, the tells others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Your boundaries say, this is me. This is it. Now over there, that's you. You're exactly right. And, and so that's exactly right. So be itself, really self-actualization is really saying who you are. And, it, and it's, that's a boundary. And what we do is we allow who we are to become a little what we think and what other people think. And sometimes we overextend ourselves into what other people think about us as who we are. That's when we internalize it. That's when we personalize it. Yeah, we allow the other's opinion to determine who we really are. And we got to get away from that. And a lot of times that's carried over from our childhood because we want to be what our parents or, or what our sisters and brothers think we should be when really we should be trying to find out who we really are, not what they want us to be. Now, I'm not saying that their advice and their encouragement doesn't help us become to owning of ourselves, but a lot of times we allow that to override who we really are. Yeah, because our family, you're exactly right. Our family taught us our beliefs. We believe what our families taught us, and they are things that we accept as true. That's why they're so hard to unlearn them. (laughs) <laughs> wow. You know, what we told our parents, it's hard for us to learn that stuff, man. Because well, you know, I'm telling you, when you that makes when you me got, think, got, <laughs> that makes me think, that makes me think as I'm, you know, with seminary, they call that embedded theology. It's like when, Absolutely. you know, that theology or that learning mm-hmm. that's been embedded in you when you're growing up. Sometimes it's hard to get away from that embedded behavior or that embedded actualization of yourself. It's hard to get Ooh, away from that. Hard. <laughs> we'll hear God of our grandmother's voice in our head. We'll think it's God. And it could be our grandmother's voice, but we didn't make it like, like God. <laughs> and it could That's be. Right. But we have to do the hard work of understanding how much of this is grandmama or how much of this is God. And how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And you got to trust the spirit of God in what's telling you. The Bible says, test the spirits to know those things of God. You got to try. You know, you know, you can't give everything in your head to the, the credence and full control. You can't give everything over to your feelings. You can't give it away any of what you think. That's got to be tested and tempered. That's what these boundaries is all about. That's what sharing and burdens is all about. It's got to be tested and tempted within the interrelationships, within experience. In fact, if you want to get to where you set boundaries, you have to give yourself the freedom to be able to experience these things. You have to get outside yourself and, and, and fully absorb the experiences in life, the things that you're sharing and the things, the loads that you're carrying, you know, to understand that. That's a process. We've got to be easy on ourselves, too. But we need, we don't never give our minds over to anyone. Don't ever give your total mind, your total thoughts over to anyone. Weigh things yourself with you and God, right? Weigh it out with him and God and also with other people. Don't let it be in the either or, but let it be in a both-and environment. 
we don't need to just come out and spit out things. I when I do that a lot. When I when I do things wrong, sometimes I just spit out without thinking about it. I'm usually wrong, or it's not temperate. We must clarify distorted thinking and feeling. We just don't need to act on our feelings. Uh, you know that verse I, I said that people are more likely to act out their way of thinking than to think to a new way of acting. Mm-hmm. Yes, remember that. That's so true yeah. because if we operate on our feelings alone then that could be problemsome because I may not feel good today. And so if I'm acting on that not feeling good today, I'm going to I'm going to behave in a way that's not pleasing because it may be I may be angry or I may be upset about something, but I'm going to spew that out, you know, in the wrong way. So we can't act on our feelings. We got to balance that out. Like you're saying, we got to think you know, we got to think about it before we mm-hmm. feel about it, or we got to feel and think. About it. And and what you put on people or what I put on people is my attitude. Mm. That's what comes out of me is my attitude. And my attitude has more uh, orientation towards something. It's, mm-hmm. it's my beliefs or what I accept is true. My attitude is what I put on you. So we got a lot of people thinking on folk. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You're thinking on everybody. That's good. Thinking on folks. That's your attitude. That's your orientation towards something. Your belief is substantiated what it is in your mind, but your attitude is your mind on folk. Wow. And you know, that is unhealthy. I mean, that is just mentally unhealthy, whether we want to believe it or not. It's just not healthy. It just causes too many problems and it causes a dysfunction within the relationship, you know, whether it's woman or man or family, it doesn't matter, or coworker, when you're doing that, it causes dysfunction. Now, particularly in the family, and again, we always refer back to the Black family, there's a lot of dysfunction in everybody's family, no matter what color you are. So it makes me think about what you're saying is because we're putting our attitude on people, which cause dysfunction. How do we find that balance then, Dr. T? Well, you know, you mentioned something. How do we do it? It's it's hard, Sister Joanne. I haven't, like I want to say, I haven't mastered this. I I understand it, but I haven't mastered it. I mess up all the time. I I have have problems too. Uh, I understand it. And I would say, I've got to understand it, but I don't always do it right. Let me say that. (laughs) So I think we need to make growth choices. We need to see life as a a process, a series of our choices. And our choices are going to be good and our choices are going to be bad. So you say, how do we do it? We got to look at this thing as that we're making toward becoming who we need to be in our good and bad ways that we do this. That's one thing. We got to be honest. We got to... we gotta we we you, we gotta own our choices, especially when we doubt them. If we got a sense of doubt about ourselves or doubt what we're doing, we gotta own that in the midst of the doubt. Because doubt tends to make you run away like Jonah. Mm. It's when you run away from yourself and you ain't dealing with you, right? You're gonna go to Nineveh, right? And mm-hmm. you know what? <laughs> yeah. There ain't nowhere you can't go that God ain't already over there. So you That's gonna, right. <laughs> you better get with him over here. You know mm. that old saying, you either pay me now, pay me later. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. So we got to deal with and be honest with ourselves, even in the midst of times, especially during times where we're in that vassalization of boundaries and lows or doubt, you know, uh, we got to give up being defensive. I mean, that's a hard one for me. Sometimes I'm defensive and I 
That's another thing. And I just I define defenses as fences. You know, how do you deal with a person with fences with that's defensive? Here's how you deal with a person that's got a defense. Remember that that's a wall. People put walls up because they feel vulnerable. If you're on the other side, if you see a wall, a fence, you're on the other side. That's your opportunity to share. Here's how you share somebody's burden. Usually people who are going through things are overloaded. That's their fence. You got to understand that those people are feeling vulnerable because of the load that's on them. You who see people's fences, you have to understand first there's a fence. The fence, first what you got to do, if you're helping somebody with a burden, don't attack them. Because that fits is to protect themselves from being attacked. Understand that. You, that's when you got a little bit empathetic. And I don't do well at this. I run all over fences trying to take them down. <laughs> I, I'm over in my fence. Here's what I do. I see a fence. I got a fence. So nobody crosses over. All we do is look at everybody's white picket fence or wire fence. What you got to do is understand that person feels like they're vulnerable to something. Whenever a person, the Bible says you, it's in that scripture, you, a person who sees a person overtaken at a fault, you are tempted. Watch yourself. That's what you just read. Mm -hmm. Watch yourself so you don't, you don't become tempted, so you don't throw that fence up. Don't you become defensive. Don't mm -hmm. you take it personal when you see somebody going through something, because it's not really about you. It's about them feeling vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So you got to back off a second. I don't do it good. Now, what I'm telling you now is do what I say, not necessarily do what I usually do. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean. And, 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 and why we don't cross over the fence is because we don't want to deal with our own pain of why a fence is up. We depress, repress, and right. We, we, we ain't coming out of something anyway. That's why, our, that's why our attitude comes out first. And you know what? It's interesting that you're saying that we put up a fence ourselves. And I'm going to ask you this. Most hmm. of the time we put a, up a fence ourselves is because that fence reminds us what we haven't overcome. Oh, my God. Am I right about it? <laughs> oh, no, you're more than right. You're right on. Yeah, because, I mean, dealing with that would bring back those feelings or bring up those feelings that I don't want to face myself. So that's right. most of the time why we put up another fence. And it goes right. back to what you're saying is we got to deal with our own load before we right. start trying to deal with someone else's load. We'll never get past that fence because we're seeing ourselves in that. It's almost like what James said. We're looking in the mirror, literally wow. seeing ourselves through other people's fences. And do you know where and you and you know where we get those from? You're absolutely right. But you know where we get those attitudes is from our family, our yes. history of our learned behavior, yes. how they dealt with it. You sometimes do you deal in a situation with somebody, you dealing with your whole family, your whole family and that dealing with that other person. That's on the other <laughs> side of your fence. You got mom and them, you got yes. you got Tyler Perry, you got <laughs> you got you got what's her what's her brother's name, brother Joe? What's her brother's name, Joe? What's Medea's? Is oh, uh, Medea's, um, yeah, I can't remember, but yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. You got Joe, everybody in there. Like I said, you can own, you cannot live past your experience. Your brain can't work past the experience that it has. That's why you have to put it in the context of process and pain. Because it's a process of growing you. That's where God takes you places. And so we don't all get this. This is so deep. Just really so much to it. 
And then in the end game, when you're not dealing with the self-actualization and dealing with your loads, that's where, and I'm going to go back to it again, where the mental health problems come in. This is very huge. So that's the deeper part of it is not dealing with who we really are. We tend to create or fake it Mm -hmm. as they say, Mm -hmm. I don't like this saying fake it while we make it. But um, we tend to do that. We create our own world that's not true when we're dealing with this. And so in many cases, that caused this mental um, instability. And so I guess what I'm going into here with these boundaries, not going beyond, I mean, going beyond our boundaries, which leads to mental instability. I want you to talk about that and, and kind of tap into some statistics dealing with this mental instability? Great question. Depression is your inability to deal with what you're dealing with. Mm. Depression draws you in. It's an escapism back in. You know, people go to movies to escape from reality. Depression is your inability to deal with the reality. And so when when you're dealing with things like that, you're really, when, when God says he gives you a load to carry, see, the good thing about this is the load that you got, that thing that you got daily, God says, when you're tempted, he will not allow you to be tempted among all you able to bear. If you choose it, he made a way of escape. See, but we, see, what the load you got is specifically made for you to endure it, to become self-actualized in God. That's your potential. We don't realize that. We see our loads as things that are an overload. That's mental illness. That's when we go on the inside and run like Jonah. Mm. That's when you get faith in him and a confidence that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Right? Right. And that's just what I think. I know that may not be good English, but that's definitely good gospel. Yeah. (laughs) And it's also factual, you know, um, when it comes to science, it's proven that things like that happen, you know, when you you're over carrying your load. And, you know, I love how you talk about Jonah and I'm going to call it in this case with us discussing the Jonah complex, because there's a lot (laughs) in that Jonah (laughs) I mean, oh, not no. only <laughs> that Jonah, he dealt with it and it was hard for him, but it also was hard for Jonah for a reason, um, for yeah. many reasons, actually. Yeah. Not only that he didn't want to face himself, but at the same time, there was some pride in there about Jonah. He didn't feel like he should help those people. And so Absolutely. because of that, we're, we have to see this too, this boundary thing and not facing self-actualization and going over those boundaries has to do with our pride that we have in ourselves, our own selves. And so we defeat ourselves sometimes because of fear, of course, and also mm-hmm. because of pride. That's what I'm getting to with that Jonah complex. Would you say that? Oh, right. No, you're so right. I think that that whole attitude of Jonah is from fear based because Jonah saw those people. He was respond. He thought he was responsible for people. See, that's why Jonah was belly aching. And that's why Jonah was belly aching. When we belly ache and complain about helping other people, you're not helping people out of love. You're helping people out of fear. 
He was fearful that, that, like he said, that he was fearful that he was overwhelmed. So that's why he went to Nineveh. He said, there ain't enough over here. I'm going to shoot. And he said, God, I knew you was a kind person, forgiving folk. I knew you were. Then he started running. God was trying to tell him, God was trying to show him that I'm in your overload. I'm here sharing it with you. He said, there's over 10,000 people that ain't bowed down. Mm. Right? Mm. You coming out over at Tarshish, you could have stayed over in there if you'd have got it right. You could, if you realized. Oh, you're on something now because you're talking about moving out of where God has really blessed you to somewhere where God is not blessing you, which causes this whole unbalanced boundary, everything. I'm saying that we don't see him in sharing our load and we see him as overburdened. When we're overburdened, we feel like there's nobody in there sharing them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I do it. That's when I become over. I don't think I got help. But but that's what Jonah was running from. God was trying to show him he was getting him to a potential mm. so that he could take a stand for God. And he kept seeing himself as not having God in it with him. Felt like he was carrying, like you said, and I'll go back to my notes here. He felt like, here it is. He felt like problems arise, rise when people act as if their burdens are daily loads. And refuse help. He was refusing help. No, there was an opportunity for God to share it in that burden. But he thought it was a load that he needed to carry. Do you see that? Mm, he, he, yes, he misunderstood. This was a burden with him and God. It was God's opportunity to share the burden with him. No, he was in the load category. He was saying, this is something that I'm carrying by myself in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I'm carrying it. And I'm going I'm to help everybody. I'm going to do yeah. what everybody says. Because he didn't see that this is a time to turn that over to God and let God walk with him in sharing it. He just said, no. So he refused help. He said, if I got to carry it by myself, then I don't need no help, man. I'm doing it myself. Like you said, that's where pride comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do it. I'm sorry. Everybody does need, it. At times, everybody, everybody does. does it, depending on you know what you're carrying and also who burdens you're bearing it with. We do it, you know, and I think it goes back to what you're saying. Love this Jonah complex. (laughs) Um, What I think what you're saying here and um, we're going to sum everything up in a minute. I hate to leave this because it's amazing um, is that we need to turn. And you always say this back to God to find out who we really are. And not only that. Turning back to him so that we can realize that we're not alone and we're not built to bear these burdens and and even our loads alone. We're just not. But we are responsible for the things we say, we do, or our behavior. We're responsible to get that right. I mean, because we can. And as adults, we should. And we should be working on that daily. But it all boils back down to turning our eyes back to the creator, you know, of this creation and really being in tune with who we truly are, getting truthful Mm. with that self-actualization. And again, I refer back to seminary, I learned social location, understanding where we are, being aware of what I've done, where I'm going and who I am and whose I am. I mean, unless we do that, 
Yeah. We're just going to be spinning in wheels and we're going to repeat behavior that is not healthy. And we mm. will never, ever cure our relationships. Am I, I Lord. Hey, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you helped me understand when you said that, that, that sent a kind of a, a light on your absolute. Everything you just said is right. Mm. Absolutely. That's that right there is the lesson to the lesson. Mm, I like it, man. So let's sum this up because we're at the top of the hour as we always be. And um, just really keep going because you know me and you can keep going every day. This is very, we're very passionate about this audience. And our goal is to get it right, to talk Mm. it out. And that's what we're doing here with Dr. T and and who specializes in this area and have talked to many people of many color, of many culture and ethnicity. And so um, it's about getting these relationships right, Dr. T, and and the, the one you're talking about today and what we're discussing today is ourself. So yeah. sum it up for us. Um, I always like for you to give us some summation on ourselves in getting this right. Well, thank you, Sister Joanne. Me and you are kin- kindred spirits because I look at this whole lesson. Let me leave this with you. Your life audience is in a forward moving pattern. It's just like a baby. First, you got to learn first to crawl and then walk, right? Your first steps will involve falling, but a child will persistently, nevertheless, pass the pain, the knees being scarred up and falling and getting back up. It's a process to get to this. You don't just get this. If you just hang on with the struggle and the pain of becoming not only boundary appreciated, but self-actualized is okay. Stop thinking that self-actualization is a wrong thing because you can't get there without the process of going through the ins and the outs and messing it up, banging your knees, making somebody mad, understanding yourself. With God's help, you'll get on the end. You'll be you'll be like you have all these little uh, braces on you at first, but you will after a while you'll be running out of the stadium in the University of Alabama football field. You'll be running <laughs> in what stifled you before. So this is a process of growing. Stop looking at it as a regression that you ain't made it yet. None of us have made it yet. None of us has perfected this. But just keep walking, keep running toward that great person that uniquely God has made you to be to reach your destiny. You'll make it. Hold on. I love it. You've been listening to Real Relationships with Dr. T, Dr. Terrence Schofield, and the topic, Knowing Your Boundary not carrying too much load and changing your own load and looking at self-actualization of who you really are. It's been great to have you tune in. Make sure you tune in next time with us on Real Relationships.